0: The Opinion Line on Courts 96 FM.
1: Now if you're having a leisurely summer uh, it's probably because someone's looking after your children maybe they're away with your your parents or uh, maybe they're the and maybe you just have that little bit of time to yourself and you're thinking wow this is wonderful I'd forgotten what it's like but for most parents well it's summertime, and the living certainly ain't easy there are a lot of frazzled parents um, who you can just see them in the cars you can see them in the shops the kids are bored, they're restless, they're out of their routines during the summer and as a result their sleep patterns are all over the place. Uh, Lucy Wolfe is author of Sleep Matters. She's a sleep consultant and co-creational relationship mentor and she joins me on the line. Good morning to you, Lucy.
2: Hello there, Gareth. How are you?
1: Very well, thank you. You can see them, can't you? The parents that look as if they haven't slept for maybe three weeks. Uh, they're, they've got two small kids in tow when they're in the aisle in the supermarket and they're saying, don't touch that. We'll go with this. No, we want that. And then it's a case of trying to find things for them to do, not just during the day, but half of the night as well.
2: Yeah, it's true. And I suppose there's two parts to it, isn't there? The summer months can be very relaxing for parents who, let's say, um, have now got the school routine or, you know, crash and things like that. And there is a sense of freedom that comes with that for some. And then that also can be difficult. if parents who are working, we're trying to juggle what we do with our children. Um, And also, if we lose that routine, sometimes it can have this knock-on effect to how bedtime is experienced and our children maintaining their sleep overnight. Out as well, so I feel it kind of is, is two parts. And it's not that it's not always that straightforward, but there seems to be that sort of dynamic f- for a lot.
1: It it's changed over time, really. The summer holidays now. I mean, I'm I'm kind of we're way back in the dinosaur era where you know when you got your summer holidays, you were told go on out and play with your friends and come in for your dinner and then go back out and play again until it's bedtime. But I mean, that's that's the distant past, isn't it? As far as young people on. Chris, our summer holidays oh, today. Certainly, yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah, definitely. Like, you know, it's more It's obviously more structured, it's way more supervised and there's a lot of positive pieces to that. Um, But I guess from a sleep point of view, what often happens this time of year is that if we don't have, let's say, um, something to go to or get up for, the wake time can get a bit dysregulated, which actually has a big impact on bedtime. So parents often focus on the fact that they maybe can't get their child to go to sleep by a certain time. And again, don't forget, we were talking about lots of different age ranges and there's a big shift that happens for our teenagers in terms of their own bedtime anyway. But let's say sometimes when we don't have the routine of getting up, going to school, getting up and going to something, then the wake time gets dysregulated, which shoves the bedtime into a little bit of a free fall. So we focus on the bedtime, but actually our focus might need to be on the wake time. Just having a sense of regularity to that wake time, I probably wouldn't even prescribe a specific time, although for you. Younger children, I do. So let's say for children who are not yet in school, I often recommend that we maybe try and look at a wake time no later than 7.30am so that there's enough awake time to allow for bedtime to happen. But again, for a, an older primary school and post-primary school cohort you can just pick a time but regularity sleep loves regularity and often what happens in these summer months is that we don't have regularity and we often have these higher temperatures so of course our weather has been changeable but it is quite warm it's quite humid and that doesn't help sleep either
1: and i take it that the smartphone doesn't help sleep either.
2: (laughs) Really? Yeah, no, absolutely. It doesn't. But like, I guess, like obviously all the things that help, you know, us, you know, in terms of what our children use and how they interact with them, you know, they all have a place. But certainly overuse of electronic media, like has a long history of impacting sleep. And again, you know, it's a long-standing conversation about trying to have maybe no electronics in the bedroom, maybe have boundaries around around, you know, when the phone goes off or gets put away. And that can be difficult, but it's important that during the summer months that maybe we uphold a level of those boundaries so that by the time, it's only another couple of weeks really, unfortunately, before we return to the kind of school environment. So it won't be too much of a shock to the system when we have to go back into the, that, the rigidity that is, um, kind of, it comes from uh, this, this school dynamic.
1: Are young people happy to give up their phones in the evening? In other words, if no, Oh, well,
2: I've got four children and they're not very happy to give up their phones. Um, And I guess... It is, a, it is a relationship that we try to establish and every family will find their own level with this um, but I don't feel it's an easy thing to do and some will say oh it absolutely is easy but myself as a parent I have found it to be one of the hardest boundaries to put in place um, because you end up in our case let's say you know having kind of difficult conversations when we really want to be kind of looking to calm down around bedtime but again with predictability and with with cooperation between all the parties, it's just something that we try to set in place because we do know, and it's not just your child and their use of their phone, but it's their peers and that often there are Snapchats and messages that come in all through the overnight period, mm. which often can disturb their sleep as well.
1: I've, I've the, the abiding memory I have of the soccer team that were rescued from the Thai caves, do you remember they were trapped there a few years back? Um, and they were all rescued safely they were asked afterwards what was it during the period they spent in the caves what was it that they missed most and they all agreed that it was Wi-Fi
2: Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom like Evan who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds
1: Salads generally for most people are the easy button right for me that wasn't an option I never really was a salad guy that's just not who I am But Noom worked for me.
2: Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary.
0: Here's a cool fact.
2: A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com.
0: As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B.
2: I know, but I mean, I kind of, I would totally get that. Um, we because we've become so used to it, we're digital natives, really, essentially, and we are so used to that connectivity. And it's it's what a change in a twenty odd year period. But unfortunately, these advances, you know, modern technology has had an impact, and just modern life in general, you know, everything is on later. You know, training goes on to late hours. They, 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 our children often are under. pressure 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 to you know have social aspects of their life course um training like as extracurricular activities and often like work homework and again i know we were in the summer months but these things kick back in again in september and often they are at the sacrifice of you know regular bedtimes and which then leads to getting enough sleep which we can't underestimate the importance of that
1: Mm, mm. and For the parents involved, obviously you're a sleep expert. What advice would you give to parents who are fried mentally at this stage? I know.
2: Well, I mean, first of all, I I really resonate with what parents are experiencing. And in the most part in my practice, I work with much younger children. So I work with children up to the age of six. But the points for sleep and sleep hygiene are generally universal. So first of all, just to remind everybody, you know, we're doing the best that we can. And on that basis, our children will too, you know, I suppose... I'll always return to, you know, some basic principles that do help initiate sleep. That would be that regular wake time, regular eating and drinking. Um, For children, let's say under this six year cohort, if they are struggling with their sleep, an earlier bedtime than what you're doing is often a really helpful adjustment to help reset their body clock and to help invite sleep to come. Just managing the heat at the moment, you know, try and have the room cooled down in advance of sleep you could look at you know a cool shower or a bath running their wrists under the tap even if you don't want to go to the extent of the shower or the bath just to kind of lower their body temperature because that helps invite sleep in and then of course I'm always going to be a big advocate of you know a bedtime routine whether that's done with the parent for the long, lo- younger age cohort or of course whether it's self-directed for the older um, age group that you're just trying to help have rituals that accompany going to sleep, and also getting up from sleep. Um, And, you know, just to mention about the struggle that parents experience often in the, especially in the early years, parents struggle significant with their children's sleep and one of the things that we're doing this summer is a a seven week series of social and information orientated sessions that are in Mahon Point it's called Connection Point and it's for parents generally of younger children uh, Gareth to connect with us and to hear from a wide range of experts and more importantly to kind of get a community and support in that community from their peers and from professionals like myself we've got a wide range of people to support we've got frank keller who's the pediatric osteopath lots of people in cork will all be really familiar with frank's work orla Dorgan is a lactation consultant and we've got first aid we've got baby massage of course i'll be talking about sleep because it's always a really hot topic and then we've got a woman's health specialist as well and again sometimes we feel in the summer months there is this void of um services available mm. so we we were starting at the beginning of august and there's more information on my website sleepmatters.ie for parents to um have a look and see if it might be suitable for them
1: that sounds wonderful because n- not only you know are you benefiting from all of this advice but it's it's an opportunity to get together with other people who you you know i think sometimes parents can feel that they're, they're living on a planet on their own in situations like this oh
2: <laughs> Absolutely, and that was that. You know, I completed a master's thesis last year, you know, and that was one of the biggest things that you know parents were feeling completely alone and vulnerable, and this kind of stimulated the idea to try and create a little bit more of a community setting. Have it to have it as you know professional information, you know, quality guidance, but more importantly, putting emphasis on you know that interaction with each other. We know from research that you know finding a you know a, a friend who's going through similar really helps the journey because. Cause it's difficult. Like we're talking about trying to take phones off older children, which you, as you're as a new parent, you can't even think ahead that far ahead. Yeah. Um, because these early years can be fraught with, you know, sometimes things that we don't feel like we can talk about because we think that maybe we've done something wrong. And again, we're just trying to normalise the experience and really connect people. And that was why we called it Connection Point in the first place.
1: Well, it's going to happen starting in August each Friday, isn't that right? From ten till twelve in the community room. That's located at Man Point Shopping Centre.
2: Yes, exactly. Uh, yeah. It's going to run for seven weeks and uh, you can book. I just said I put a thing on my, my website this morning on sleepmatters.ie or people can contact me directly, Lucy, at sleepmatters.ie as well if they that, want more information. That's
1: great. And it's €140 Euro for the entire course. That's seven weeks. So it's €20 Euro a week, which is very good value. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, and tea and coffee and a purple snack as well.
1: Yeah, and a, a community atmosphere as well. Lucy, lovely to chat oh, to yeah, you. Oh, yeah,
2: that's what I'm really looking forward to. Yeah. You too, Gareth, and Thank lovely you. to hear you today.
1: Thank you. Take care. Bye for a while. That's uh, Lucy Wolf there, sleep expert, author of Sleep Matters, well worth reading, uh, sleep consultant and co-creational relationship mentor.
0: Quartz <coughs> 96 FM.